Welcome to the ninth episode of Redeeming the Time. I am your host, Jacob Wells. This is my dad, my co-host, Keith Wells. And uh, thank you for joining us for yet another episode. So if Jacob falls asleep during this, he has uh, been driving uh, 24 hours out of the last 48 hours uh, doing doing some uh, videos for our 75th anniversary at the church. So hopefully... I'm a little tired. <laughs> so we're going to talk about numbers in Deuteronomy <laughs> yeah. to wake you up. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna, yeah, it's going to be great. But So we are recording this on uh, uh, the day after Valentine's Day. Yes, yeah, so you missed Valentine's Day yes. for your wife. We're, we're going to do something. It doesn't have to be on Valentine's Day. Uh, well. And anyway, it was a Wednesday, so we weren't even going to be able to do anything anyway. So you, went, you took her to the banquet, though, so that was good. I know this is way after Valentine's Day by the time this posts, but... I went to the bank. What did you banquet. say? Banquet. Oh, banquet. Yeah, our class oh, class banquet. Yes, there. that was a lot of fun. Yeah, so you got to do that. <laughs> went to the bank. Yeah. <laughs> so, so the Super Bowl happened. Yeah, yeah. So, Yippee. any thoughts on that? Um, we hate the Chiefs. Chiefs won. Yay! Yeah. The it was Taylor Swift fans are uh, today. They fired the defensive coordinator for. For the 49ers. Really? The guy that pretty much telegraphed everything that they were going to do. and so, mm. But he did get them there. I mean, so. The, thing, the two things that stuck out to me were the, the unpreparedness for overtime. Yeah, did you they, see all that? Yeah. They, they didn't know the rules. They didn't know the rules. They weren't. And they've admitted that. Yeah. And then. No, the coach did, but the, the players it really doesn't, didn't. Yeah, yeah, but. You want the ball second in these new rules. I heard Hushman Zotto, he kept saying, no, 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 they're just players like on the chessboard. They don't have to know all the rules. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, they do. Because, so. no, you need to know the rules. Yeah. You need to, that, that's, no. Yeah, because like at the end when they were all nonchalantly with eight seconds to go to pass that final touchdown, I'm like, go, you got to go. Apparently it was going to go into another quarter. Yeah. I, I didn't know that. Yeah, it just, it, was like, it just, I mean, the rules on. have changed every year. It's Which a, is, they're better rules. Yeah, but, but. It, I just didn't know them. So, yeah. yeah, I was disappointed. And then the other thing, Greenlaw, their their linebacker, he went down with an Achilles, I think. And yeah, just, just running in. Yeah, it, like the – that that changed the game because they targeted his replacement yeah. nine times and he had like ninety yards on him in a touchdown. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh well. So in honor of Valentine's Day, though. Yes. I have another. How did you meet your wife? My uh, mom. <laughs> I met her here at Friendship. Yep. Uh, we. That's uh, it. <laughs> that's what <laughs> you're gonna give us. We. Uh, yeah, I started coming here my senior year in high school. Uh, our church had split. It was sort of sort of an ugly thing, and uh, we went with uh, our pastor for a long time, and some weird stuff just started happening, so we started coming here uh, f- February of my senior year. She just had just recently accepted Christ, uh, Margot uh, Manger and uh, Tanya Copley uh, invited her to come. They were in class together over at Coleraine. I went to East Central High School. Go Trojans. And then uh, we we met here, and uh, our very first date was to Jack and Mindy F- Fisher's wedding, Margo's sister, <laughs> and uh, and the rest is history. Very nice. We've never, we've never met, left here. Went through the youth group, college group, uh, the start of a college group here, 
and uh, you know we worked with the teens and on and on and on it went. Got married here, raised yep, you guys here. Now. Yep, yep. It's, this is where God has us. So, so how about you? Uh, <laughs> well, I've n- Ruth Mullins put you two <laughs> next to each <laughs> yeah, other exactly. in the nursery. So Kylie's actually she was actually born in Missouri, and then they came over here, and when she was real young, and then I was born. Uh, and we grew up together, like it literally was, in the nursery. Yeah. yeah, it was more growing up. I was I was her brother's friend, and she was my sister's friend. And then once we got into college and uh, and stuff like that, we went on mission trips together. Yep, I think yeah, we went to two or three. Yeah, before happened to be in the same groups together. Yeah, somehow that worked out. <laughs> <laughs> the guy who was leading the mission trips somehow had had you two had, together. I don't know how it <laughs> happened. Just, just randomly occurred. <laughs> You're a nerd. <laughs> we let the Holy Spirit work from there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I also want to shout out people. Uh, thank you for listening to this. Um, mm-hmm. Thank you for commenting uh, and asking questions. Uh, even people that don't go to our church are listening to this, yeah, which yeah. is pretty we exciting. Appreciate you guys listening and. and and uh, feel free to ask questions and stuff. I had a really good one. Uh, Dave Kane gave me one this week. I haven't even talked to you about it. I'll probably mention it once we get toward the end of Deuteronomy. It, man, it really made me uh, sit and calculate some things. Uh, that was really good. I enjoyed yeah. that. Uh, but uh, it's been fun. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're finishing up numbers, just a couple chapters left there, and into Deuteronomy. So we're in uh, num- yeah, So we're in numbers 34 to Deuteronomy 13. 35, right? What did I say? 30, you said uh, 34. 35, yeah, 35. Yeah. 35 through Deuteronomy 13. So yes. Monday starts us off with the end of n- the last two chapters of, of uh, Numbers. Right. And these are... It goes, just some... Yeah. yeah, these are just basic things, getting things in line. Uh, numbers 35 deals with the cities of refuge. We've talked about this before. Now there's some real specifications because remember the Levites, they don't have an inheritance uh, per se in the land, but they do have cities throughout. Uh, so there's 48 different cities. And if you look, they're spread throughout all of the other... Scattered abroad. Yeah, yeah. all the other tribes, which falls in line. Fulfillment of the prophecy of their dad, Jacob, uh, when when he was dying, how them and Simeon would be dis- dispersed. Uh, Simeon was reduced. They were dispersed. So. Uh, and then six of those 48 cities are called cities of refuge. There's three on the east side uh, of the Jordan, where Reuben, uh, Gad, and Manasseh are. And then there's three on the west side in what we would consider Israel or Canaan. Um, so did you get what those were for? Uh, a little bit, but I would like some clarification. Right. I have a question here. So uh, here's, so say we're in a, um, we're in a situation, and I was throwing rocks, and all of a sudden I threw it over this hill, and it hits this guy, and it kills him. I didn't even know he was there, and it kills him. Yeah. So I run to I run to this city. Uh, his family can't kill me there. So. I'm in this city, and I stay there until my trial. And if I'm, I'm found not guilty of doing this deliberately, I either, if I leave that city, I can be killed by that family, or I stay there and live until the high priest 
dies, and then I can go back to my city. It's a little little odd there. Now, if a person is worthy of death because they actually murdered someone, then they're, that's then, their, yeah. their verdict and they're killed. And it's uh, the picture of Jesus Christ here is keeping or protecting the sinner uh, from judgment because of you know the covering the covering there. So that's what we have here. And then it ends that chapter with God's view on uh, on tainting the land with blood. There's yeah. a lot you're going to see that a lot, especially as you get into Deuteronomy over and over and over again the, the blood and why that was not to be spilt. So that's uh, the cities of refuge. Interesting. Uh, and that will come up over and over as you go through the Old Testament. You'll see people fleeing to a city of refuge. Uh, and then we get to uh, the last chapter. And this is sort of a uh, cleaning up, tying up loose ends type chapter, in my opinion. Uh, From a bird's eye view, it's a, it's a very odd chapter to, to end, end on. Above. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, and it deals with... Zelophehad's the, the, daughters. Yeah, the, yeah. it's rules for inheritance for the different tribes. So the concern was, uh, you know, this guy died and Moses said, you know, your daughters get your land. Okay, well, this is the land of Manasseh. And how about one of those daughter wants to marry somebody in Simeon or in Benjamin or wherever it might be. Then when... What happens to the land? Yeah, when they have kids, that would become a Benjamite land or... Mm -hmm. And they would lose part of their inheritance. I thought we almost, we talked about this a little bit, I think, a week ago. But same thing going on here. And so the ruling was, if you read through the whole chapter, the ruling is... You can't marry outside of your tribe. Yeah, you got to marry inside your tribe. <laughs> yeah, the so, woman can't marry yeah. anyone outside of it. Now, other women can marry outside of their tribe. But if they're the one that hold the inheritance for their family, yeah. they got to marry inside, which makes yeah. sense. And then, because this is kept for, you know, perpetuity, uh, they have this... this this land so that makes sense yep all right so that ends numbers we are four books four down yeah. it's kind of crazy like i feel like we're fine but we're only four weeks uh, it's kind of yeah ninth <laughs> week and we're in the fifth book yeah, yeah. so <laughs> they are big they are big though so tuesday we get into deuteronomy yep. uh, we have uh, the first two chapters here and uh, the first one deals with history uh, the word deuteronomy means second law or repeated law yeah it's not a different law it's a it's a restatement of the law yes yeah, so remember you got the first generation that came up out of israel and now they've died off and their kids those were t under 20 years old or that were born during that time now they've come in and they're the adults that are going to be going into the promised land so moses stops and he and he repeats all the stuff that had been said to them back 40 years ago to us it looks like you know just one perpetual thing that we're reading but you know Moses stated all that stuff up on when he came out of Mount Sinai and now he's repeating it again some 40 years later so they don't forget and yeah. so they know pretty much the rest of our reading this week is Moses just repeating, repeating yeah. stuff yeah. yeah and he's just preparing this new generation as they enter begin to enter into the promised land. Schofield breaks this book into seven parts. Uh, chapters 1 and 3, the summary in the wilderness, which we'll look at today, uh, or then the restatement of the law, then uh, 4 through 11, then instructions, uh, warnings, and predictions. Then there's some prophecies. Uh, his last counsel to the priests, the Levites, and to Joshua is going to be the next leader. Then the Song of Moses, 
with a parting blessing and that it ends with the death of Moses. How's Moses right about his own death? Uh, we'll talk about that when we <laughs> get there, all right? Uh, but the chapter itself summarizes uh, from him setting up judges to the disobedience to the 12 tribes of Israel. So that's chapter one. Yeah. yeah. I just thought it was kind of funny, like, if you didn't read numbers, you can kind of get a synopsis of what happened. Yeah, it's the cliff notes of, <laughs> yeah. of what happened, yeah, without having to read about how every piece of furniture was yeah. put together. Yeah, yeah. that's true. That's it's true. a brief synopsis of it. Yeah, it's sort of like uh, when we get to First and Second Chronicles, it's, uh, yeah, it's just the cliff notes of First, and First Samuel through uh, Second Kings, yeah. yeah. All right, so, go ahead. Uh, I just... From 9 to 18, we see, like, the the judges that were appointed by Moses. And then, f- for me, what I what I paid attention to or what was brought to my attention was the Moses going over the account of the spies. And, like, oh, yeah. with the new generation, okay, this is what happened. Yeah. And this is why we're out of here. <laughs> like, yeah. This is why you've been wandering around for 40 years of yeah. your life. Because uh, you know, for those of you that were 19 years old when this began, yeah. and, or for those that hadn't been born yet, and now they're 20 years old, and yeah, you know, and I think it was interesting that he says that it was a good report that they got, and they disobeyed going in. Yeah, he, yeah. So, very good. All right, what day are we on? Are we on Tuesday? We're on Tuesday. Yeah, right. chapter one. By the way, if you watch this on on Facebook, Facebook, if you watch this on YouTube. Uh, there's markers now for the different days. Jacob started that. It only works on YouTube, not on the other ones. But in case you, if you're watching that, I know some folks appreciated that. And uh, thanks to Caleb Bogseth. Yeah, oh, he, Caleb knew he, how to do it. All right. Yeah. He, uh, he, thanks to him. <laughs> All right. So Deuteronomy two, uh, continue the history of the wandering, and this one goes from the wandering through the wilderness to the when they killed King Sihon, or you know the battle with him. This is an interesting chapter. Uh, I even used this in a in a devotion with our with our staff. Uh, there's several promises here. You know, they're promised their land, but throughout this, verse five, promise kept with Esau uh, for his possession. Edom keeps their land. Uh, verse nine, Lot and the Moabites they keep their possession. Even though these Israelites are going through there, they could have taken it. No, they're not allowed to. Um, and we see that they've already two years in. Uh, the, the verse 14 talks about the 38 years of wandering and two had expired since Egypt at that point. But then Lot uh, and his son, uh, the Ammonites, uh, they keep their possession. It's interesting that how God had ordained uh, them keeping their land. But in verses 12 and 22, it's interesting how God ordained the taking of the land from the previous peoples. Those folks get to keep theirs because God made a promise to them. But these other ones, God is forcing them out and he's ordained them. These aren't stolen lands. These were ordained by God, given to them. And that whole stolen lands thing, we see that a lot uh, in America right now. And pe- land has been taken uh, by the hand of God for, for centuries upon centuries. And there is a lot of bloodshed that has happened with that as well. But um, we'll, we'll leave that there. Uh, verse 25 It says God goes before them, putting dread and fear in the hearts of those people that they're going to take their land. And uh, and then we'll see later on that it's God's hand that's been doing that. Uh, Deuteronomy 3 uh, continues the history, and now we go to Og. 
yep. uh, to the so, inheritance. So now we started Wednesday, Deuteronomy okay. 3 and 4. Um, a little side note here yeah. that I, I thought was was pretty cool. Like Moses, in his case, he is making sure that they follow God as they are about to embark into and into the promised land. Um, and he is reminding the new generation of like what God has done for them. Mm-hmm. So when I was thinking about that on this, these long drives, <laughs> yeah, uh, we've had 75 years of rich history mm-hmm. as a church. We are celebrating the 75th anniversary this year. And uh, we've had those years where God has moved and our, and today our church has a lot of new faces mm-hmm. um, and that don't know the history and stuff like that. So these chapters that we're going through, he's kind of recapping them, but also like pulling things out. This is where God moved. This is and, and how important that is. And how important it is. And yeah. um, I think I was thinking about that because I interviewed people that were there at the beginning mm-hmm. <laughs> and hearing these stories that I I had never heard. And so with the 75th anniversary, trying to pull those out and. So, and remind or show the people today um, the history of our church. Yeah, and the key to that is showing this is what God has done and what has God has continued to do with the thinking and the mindset that, hey, this God will continue to do this if we follow yeah. him, which goes right into chapter 3. Mm-hmm. Verse 5, we see that uh, he's talking about all these fenced cities were high walls, gates and bars, beside unwalled towns, uh, a great many. He's recapping. He's. I. I think that Moses is stressing them to give to give them confidence because they're going to go into a land. They're, one of the first cities they face is Jericho with this massive walled city. Mm-hmm. But they've just conquered some people that were walled. And we find out here too in verse eleven that Og, this guy they killed. I, I didn't read this. Maybe it was there before, but I didn't. I didn't read it until here. It says he was. Uh, he was a giant. His bed, uh, nine cubits was the length and four cubits the breadth of it after the cubit of a man there. He's he's a giant. So they've already killed a giant. And what was one of the things that the, they were saying, the spies? Oh, there's giants in yeah. the land. We're like we grass. We see ourselves as grasshoppers. Well, God showed them, well, you stick with me and we're, we're going to do this. Yeah. Um, then there's... Uh, a, real interesting thing at the end of this chapter that I thought is uh, in verses 25 and 26, uh, Moses requests to God to go into the promised land, and God shuts it down right away. And it almost looks like he's blaming them. He says, wrath with me for your sakes. Is is he blaming them for his disobedience? I, I don't know. Yeah. Because uh, a couple times you'll see he says, because of you, I don't get to do this. Uh, but he does at the end of this chapter, verse 27, he gets to see the promised land. And so yeah, we can see that. The, so uh, we keep going. Yeah, I at the end of chapter 3 as well, you see the announcement that Joshua is going to be the, which I thought was cool. Mm-hmm. So next, cha- yeah, yep. Yep. chapter 4. Uh, Moses continues, he exhorts uh, or commands them to obey the Lord here. Um, He urges the importance of God's laws, his statutes, um, 
reminding them that these laws separate them from other nations. It makes and, them and, different, yeah. Yeah, it makes them the peculiar, special people. And if they follow it, they will gain wisdom, understanding through them. And uh, yeah, I called this lessons from Sin or lessons of Sinai. Uh, verse two: n- Don't don't add and don't remove from God's word. I mean, you'll see that throughout the Word of God. Um, Verses 12 through 19, um, or even 6 through 8, they're witness to the nations by carrying out God's law, as you were saying. Uh, Interesting, in 12 through 19, he says, the reason that God only spoke to them, that they could only hear his voice and not see his similitude, as the the term is, you know, his, his shape, is because he didn't want them to make idols out of that. Hmm. He wanted it to just be faith. And yet we still see people doing that. We still see people uh, making, I mean, we just were, when we were over on that Footsteps of Paul trip, uh, every church we went into, there were idols, statues. Uh, and, you know, I don't care if you say it's in the, in the shape of Jesus. It's an idol. God yeah. tells us he doesn't want us to do that. Um and then verse 25 through 28 in that chapter, as you're reading through this, I encourage you, look, he's prophetic about their idolatry, and then they're scattering because of that that's going to occur. Uh, and he gives this whole thing, and then he reminds them, you know, if you will, if you will realize what you've done, and uh, that if you turn back to him, he, he'll do this. He, he asks the Israelites to realize how God could, uh, in verses 32 through 38, he wants them to realize, I've never done this with any other group of people that's ever been on the planet. Yeah. Please remember this. This You have a privilege and a responsibility that no other group has had. And he, and he stresses this to them. And then it ends with uh, showing some cities of refuge there. So. Yeah, I think the uh, key verse for me is verse 29. But if, from, but if from thence thou shalt seek the Lord thy God, thou shalt find him. If thou seek him him with all thy heart and will also and with all thy soul yeah i think that just that's the key sums yeah, it up. yeah i would right. agree yeah so then we get into thursday yeah which is chapter five what's important about chapter five what's cool about it ten commandments the ten commandments yeah, yeah. the covenant as a yeah. as a kid i always thought that exodus 20 was the only place that really went over it and then when i grew up it was like oh yeah. no it's in other places yeah <laughs> it's the reiteration of yeah. it so uh verse one's an interesting verse to underline there uh just three words it says that uh i speak all this in your ears this day that you may three things that ye may learn them and keep and do them so three things learn them keep them and do them all right so it's not just learn them a lot of us want to just learn and, oh, I haven't learned anything new. You know, you've learned a lot, but we're not doing them. Yeah. Because we got to keep it in our heart and our life and then go about doing them. That's the, that's the, matter, that's the progression that needs to happen there. Um, and then it goes into the importance of these commandments, like we were saying back in Exodus, like between you and the Lord, which is the first four, right? And then the next six are yeah. with, with fellow man. And they, Three vertical or fourth vertical, f- uh, six word, uh, six <laughs> horizontal. I can do math. Yes, uh, you can speak. <laughs> verses nine through ten. Uh, he talks about iniquity visited on the third and fourth generation to those stop that that hate him 
and mercy on those that love him and keep his commandments. Well, but, I'm sorry. What? I don't. I'm tired, man. I'm tired. All right. Where are we at? <laughs> you got to cut this out now? Or you, no. <laughs> you've lost it's, your it's, mind? I told you, he might even fall asleep in a second. It is what it is. Um, verse 25, uh, they were concerned they would die hearing his voice. That's a very interesting thing. Uh, I, I, I only bring that up because... How different is that now? They're, they're talking about when the Lord gave them this and uh, how concerned they were that, that they would die hearing his voice. And we today are supposed to come boldly hmm. to the throne of grace uh, and we get help as a child of God. So how drastically different yeah, that, is that? Yeah. Then, then we get to chapter 6, and this is the famous chapter. You should just highlight this one. Yeah. Circle it. This is called the Shema. I did a whole sermon on this a couple years ago. Uh, this is, they would read verses 4 through 9 every time they get together. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart and with all thy soul and with all thy might. You might have heard that one before. Yeah, we're, we're, <laughs> huh? heard that before. Yeah. And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart, and thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up, and thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thine hand, and they shall be as frontlets between thine eyes. Scott was talking about how that's where the mark of the beast is going to be someday on the hand and then between, you know, on the forehead. Uh, very interesting there. Uh, but the word of God's supposed to be there instead. I like that. Mm-hmm. Thou shalt write them upon the posts of thy house and on thy gates. So this is this whole, the, they would read this every time they gather. There's some interesting things in here. It talks about in verse 4 how uh, the Lord our God is one Lord. One, yeah. And that word one here, uh, 1 Corinthians 8, 6, one God existing in three persons. Uh, this is the Trinity uh, the word that's used here uh, in the Hebrew is a compound unity. Hmm. If you think of it, um, in Genesis two twenty four, it says they shall they shall be one flesh when they marry, a compound unity. Uh, in Exodus twenty six six, when we're talking about the tabernacle being built together, they had all those tashes, those gold tashes. Mm-hmm. There were all of them, but when it speaks of them, it talks about them being uh, at one. So it's a compound unity of that. Ezekiel talks about in Ezekiel thirty seven the the two sticks joined together, which we'll talk about that. But every context deals with this compound unit. That's the Trinity when we see yeah, that. That's awesome. Uh, For me, in verses, did you ahead. have anything? No, go ahead. On verses thirteen through sixteen, that's this is another one that I have highlighted in my Bible. Um, it talks about jeal- uh, God being a jealous God, mm-hmm. and it says uh, in verse that's in that's in fifteen, and then in sixteen it talks about tempting God. So what the those words have negative con- like negative connotations, and well, obviously, but like what tempting god how do we tempt god he's or how is why is god a jealous god what does that really what does that mean well to me that means you know is it a wrong thing that you would be jealous if your wife was uh flirting with someone else no that's not a bad thing at all that you would be jealous of that you you want her yeah right and you you 
she is your, she is your bride and you 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 want her to be faithful and true and and he is a jealous god he wants no one else to have us uh, we are his children and he he wants us to to be faithful to him and by tempting would mean that he has to take some action to gain us back yeah uh, whatever that means chastisement or or uh, you know something of that nature yeah cuz it mentions masses there too which is as ye tempted him in Massa. Which right. Is, Each time being disobedient and not grateful and yeah. all, all of so those are things. are we tempting him to... to yeah. So that's why, that's why he gives us this Shema to remind us over and over. And uh, verses 6 through 9 are just something... You know, we look at that and like, oh, how do we do that? You know, how do we... Uh, how do we teach our children diligently when we get up and when we sit down and when we eat and all that? That's exactly... We're to know, share, and talk about God's Word. So then we get into uh, chapter 7, which is a pretty cool chapter uh, for me. I have, as you can probably, I have it like a lot of it highlighted, at least the wow. first yeah. six, through, 6 through 11. For That's the, interesting. I don't have anything in this chapter yeah. underlined. <laughs> and I do another uh, one. Well, it was kind of what we were talking about in, la- in the last chapter, how God chose the Israelites, uh, yeah. not for their number, because when they started, they were relatively, they were they were small. Uh, but because he loved them and that and it just goes in reminding them how he took care of them and that he is God. Yeah, and I entitled this one Stay Separate. That's yeah. that's what I entitled this one. Yeah. He chose them, he expects them um, he expects them to destroy the wicked nations. Yeah. Uh, they're it, even though they're mightier than him. He he stresses that too, which is which is interesting. Yeah. So it it in verses six through eleven it's talking about okay this is why you're chosen. You are chosen by God. And then because of that, conquer everything, destroy all the other gods. And yeah, I just, yeah, the focus is on the Lord's strength through this and what other, you know, this is pretty, you know, this is the MO uh, of how God does things is, you know, that's a terrible way to say that, but he, he uses the weaker uh, to show only, only through God. You know, he's using this smaller, weaker nation to overcome these larger nations, and it's obvious it's only through God that that occurs. So, yeah, we see that again. Yeah. So then we get into Friday, chapters 8 through 10, and chapter 8, it's a reminder of the people, to the people of God's provision through the wilderness. Don't forget the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was a punishment that they were out there, but through it, he was... Yeah, he was yeah the Lord quotes uh, Jesus Christ during his temptations. He quotes verse 3. Uh, you know, okay. That's uh, one of the, you know, the not... Uh, last by a man doth not live by bread only, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of the Lord doth man live. So mm. uh, that's we see that. And um, I, I th- here's a weird one. Verse 4 shows an amazing miracle that their clothes didn't get old uh, during f- the 40 years of wandering. Neither did they f- their that So foot ladies that uh, you like to have new clothes every so often, how would you like to be wearing that same uh, blouse <laughs> for 40 years? We used to joke of our daughter, uh, Emily, his sister, she loved blouses. and uh, She's got 8,000 on We thought she had, uh, yeah, in high school she had a lot. Uh, we had even had a little song with it. I forget what it was. I don't but, <laughs> and, uh, oh, my goodness. How would but you I, like to wear the same clothes for 40 straight years? Yeah. And there's some guy out there who's like, well, I've had the same socks for 40 years. Well, <laughs> maybe that's true, but uh, they're, they're probably worn. These weren't worn. Uh, interesting, verse 5, 
introduces the concept of chastening of the Lord. Uh, this will be discussed in Hebrews chapter 12, verses 5 through 11. It's a big one over that. But uh, they're reminded over and over. Don't for, for, forget. Um, I think the key verse to this chapter, in my opinion, was verse 17. And, and thou say in thine heart, my power and the, and the might of my hand hath gotten me this wealth. No, 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 no. But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant, which he swear unto thy fathers as it is this day. Um, and then verse 16, if you go back, it says that he used the manna to prove them. Not just to feed them, but he also used it to prove them. Are you okay? Yeah. Following me, even though this might get a little monotonous here. And I would struggle with that. I really would. Uh, but we've talked about that before. Chapter yeah. 9, uh, we get into, uh, I call it the history of rebellion. Yeah, I, I had ancestors rebellion. Yeah. yeah. Specifically, they, he talks about uh, the golden calf incident. Yeah. Um, highlighting how quickly they turn from God. And yeah. He gives the reason why the other nations are going to be cast out, and then he reminds them what happened with that golden calf. Uh, did you notice any new information there? Yeah, a little bit. First, I don't remember. Verse 20, I had never noticed that before. It does not mention this uh, when they're talking about it in Exodus 20. Oh, having Aaron destroyed? Yeah, and the Lord was very angry with Aaron to have destroyed him. Yeah. Now Aaron's dead, and he's saying this, so he didn't he didn't say it before. And I prayed for Aaron also the same time. Yeah, you didn't hear that in yeah we don't Exodus we don't hear about that in Exodus because uh, we always you know how in the world here's this dude's going to be the high priest and and, then, yeah. and and he does this and we know God gives grace and mercy to those that yeah, are, think, are faithful. I think I asked you about that. Yeah, I, but I, we see that here. Interesting. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I also thought it was interesting with Moses, not in a boastful way, but he's kind of like, he mentions how many times he interceded for yeah, them. Yeah, he's, he's, <laughs> he's telling like, them how it is. Yeah. He's an old man. I mean, he's, yeah. he's, he can say what he wants yeah. to say at this point, and he's letting them, he's letting them know the truth. Like you could have been destroyed, but. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah I don't think it's boastful. No, I, I don't think I it don't take either. that as boastful. Think, you could read it that, but I, I don't believe no, it. I think he was that. just reminding them. Of what, what yeah. God wanted to do and what He did and what Moses did to once help again him. showing <laughs> that our prayers, why God allows that we don't know, but He allows us to when we intercede, He will hear our prayers and and He will sometimes uh, you know change the course. Yeah, uh, Deuteronomy ten. Deuteronomy ten starts with Moses talking about the second set of stones because he. He broke yeah, the, the first Ten one. Commandments, yeah. And about the Ark a little bit. And then a few reminders uh, in verses 20 through 22. Um, we see, so, well, in verses 12 to 19, we see some of the requirements, laws, type of things. But in 20 through 22, it's like the essences, the essence of these laws. Yeah. Uh, to fear Him, to walk in obedience, to love Him, serve Him with all their hearts and with all their soul. Verse 16 is an interesting verse there. This is a verse uh, Jeremiah will repeat in chapter 4, verse 4. And this shows, um, you know, this isn't always about physical Israel. Now we see some imagery of what 
what we'll see through that leads to the New Testament. Circumcise therefore the foreskin of your heart. And uh, so we see some we see some change there in the uh, or not change I would say an elaboration of the really the heart of what's come what's coming about. Yeah. Uh, Deuteronomy 11. Starting Saturday. All right. We're only six days this week. Yeah, this week. week you get an off day. Yes, yeah, Sunday. Go crazy. We're catch up or... I, I, I yeah, know. use it. I don't know what happened, but... We don't know what happened with our chart, but it, nonetheless, it's only six days. So. We're still going to get through the Bible, so... Yeah. Uh, uh, chapter 11. I put difference was the, uh, you know, Israel or the promised land. He's showing... When you go in there, folks, it's going to be different than Egypt. Egypt was a land where uh, the rain happened in other places, and the water would come in and flood the Nile and flood the area. And that's how here they depend on rain. And he recaps the promises there uh, that that are with them. He spells out the reward. He's very clearly spells out the rewards for obedience and the curses, the punishment or whatever Verse, for, yeah. for disobedience. Verse 26, Behold, I set before you this day a blessing and a curse. Yeah. So He doesn't sugarcoat it. It no. is right there. <laughs> so uh, there's a free will to choose, but there is not a free will to choose the outcome. Mm. You can choose if you want the blessings or you can choose if you want to follow or not follow, but you do not get to choose if you get a blessing or a curse, uh, other than the fact of following the Lord and, and taking Him at His word. So, uh, I'll leave I'll leave it that at that. So, getting uh, into anything else in eleven? No, no. I, Deuteronomy twelve. Uh, the emphasis is again separation. I, I have uh, of God's people. Um, I mean, I don't know how many times this has been stated so far, yeah. but at least six the, or seven. The one that stuck out for me in this chapter, I, I yeah, I saw that over and over. But the one thing that, that stuck out over and over is three times it mentions the the place that he has chosen, God has chosen for them to come and worship. Um, he does hearken in verse 8 to their their future disobedience during the judges. If you, When you're reading that, you look into that. But verses 5... 14 and 26 he said there was going to be one place in which they were supposed to bring their sacrifices and i think this is done just to to um in my opinion keep the worship focused properly it would eliminate uh, idol worship and the whole uh thing that we see in it it would keep people from doing that which they thought was right in their own eyes Mm -hmm. no 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 no. you don't just randomly get to do this you know i i uh, I, I go to church on the, the golf course or I go to I go worship the Lord when I'm out in the in the forest. No, that's not how God has told us to do this. God has given us a place and that is church to where we are to come and we're to worship the Lord. Now we can go minister in all of those different areas, but God has clearly pointed out and that's what he's showing them here. Yeah. This is the spot that this is supposed to occur. You don't just get to willy-nilly decide what you want to do. I'm getting a little fired up on You're that. Preacher. So. <laughs> uh, for me, it There's was... There's definitely a the, sermon there. Uh, the emphasis of no other gods being worshipped. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is something that we can apply to our to our lives as well. Like It's not just saying... 
It doesn't just say don't worship other gods, but it also he wants him to destroy the places, yeah. like you were saying. Eliminate. Eliminate them. Why? So that they want to be tempted. Get rid of not just the sin, but the temptation of the sin as well. Yeah. Like Because if they're there... I mean, you'll see it. Like people go back, go into them, and yeah, don't oh, put what's it, this about? Don't put it in a box and put it over in the corner. In today's world, and get rid of it. Yeah, yeah. Don't allow. If it's a, something you've got an issue with on your phone, get rid of it. Yeah. Uh, don't go to those places. Don't don't have those friends. You know, if it's that that severe. Because if you keep seeing it, and keep yeah. seeing it, your your flesh is weak. <laughs> yeah. There is going to be a weak moment. Yeah. Yeah. Just eliminate it altogether. So that was the that was the thing that. And then we end on the weirdest chapter to end on a week. (laughs) So, yeah, Numbers ends in a weird way, and this week ends in a weird way. Yeah. Chapter 13, it goes... uh, Well, it goes right with what you were talking about. Yeah. God takes idolatry seriously. Speaks on false prophets, the punishment there. Put Um, them to death. Yeah. yeah. Then verses 6 through 11, this this was tough. Uh, If you've got a family member that was enticing you... Now, remember, this is... This is during the law. This isn't in grace, but this is... If you had a family member that was enticing you to adultery, they're to be stoned, even if it's a family member. Uh, and it says in verse 11, the key here, and all Israel shall hear and fear. He wants this completely eliminated. And then he goes in 12 through 17, if there's a city that... Israelite city that is following idols and it's confirmed it's not just not one person it has to be confirmed they're supposed to be destroyed killed even their animals and you burn the city and it's never to be rebuilt and to keep people from like saying oh yeah they're doing that and stealing all their goods no even their gold and all their possessions were supposed to be burnt eliminates any false accusations or greed I mean that's he's he is showing them this has to be eliminated. Yeah, do you think he takes takes idolatry serious? <laughs> I think so. Yeah, I think he does. Yeah. And uh, uh, well, that's what we end on today. Uh, I looked at 14. I thought maybe we could do one extra chapter, but it's dealing with similar type things. So we'll we'll deal with that next week. Yeah. But good job. You finished four books, and now you're halfway through, or at least a third of the way through uh, Deuteronomy. And... Uh, you know, good job. I think that's great. Yeah. And uh, many of you are, are catching up or keeping up. Remember, if you you get too far behind, just start where we're at this week. Start at those last two chapters and numbers and, and get going. And uh, we'll we'll get through this together and, and learn together. It's not getting through. It's, you know, yeah. uh, embracing this together. So. Yeah, we appreciate the comments. I, I know some of you have... Oh, you didn't give the uh, email address this time. Oh, yes. The email address is redeemingthetimepod at gmail.com if you All want right. to send us some comments, questions, concerns. <laughs> concerns? Hopefully no <laughs> concerns. I just... All right. Part of the so how are we ending today? With you half asleep, do you have a... I have a joke, of course. Oh, boy, oh, boy. It's about driving. Oh, okay. Kind of. Not really. I have not heard these jokes. I promise you that I'm not. He loves them. My groans are legit. I've heard, I don't know. I've had more, not more people, but I've had a lot of people come up. I liked your joke. <laughs> Nothing about anything else. <laughs> so at least I woke up for the joke. Yeah. At least somebody likes them. All right. Let's hear it. What kind of car does an egg drive? 
hard as an egg drive? Leave in the comment if you know the answer. Oh, man. An egg escape? No. Oh. That's good. Uh, right. That's good. But a Yolks wagon. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's just as bad. It's, no, it's as good. It's better. Well, All right. Well, you guys have a good week. Yep. We will see you in the next one. All right. Bye.